welcome, 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 welcome. You are most welcome to the Dreamer Girl Podcast. My name is Bemisola. I am your host and I am so grateful that you tuned in. This is going to be lit. Hi there. Welcome to the Dreamer Girl Podcast. As always, I'm so thankful that you tuned in. So this is episode 52, week 4 of 52. Yay. <laughs> well, hi. How was your week? How was your week? What happened last week? What did you learn last week? What did you learn about yourself? What did you learn in your walk with God? What did you learn about the people in your life? What are you most proud of from last week? What got on your nerves last week? What made you excited? What motivated you last week? What are you looking forward to in this coming week? How was last week? Was last week good? And don't just say good. Don't just say fine. What does that mean? You know, how was your week? And, and, you know, I started talking about this last week about the idea of, like, journaling and taking notes and reflecting and thinking about your life because we're always leaving clues. And I said this on the episodes about purpose last year, but we're always leaving clues. There are things that, you know, you think about, they fly across your mind. And if you don't go back or if you don't take the time out to actually think deeply about these things, you're not, you're not going to grow. They're not going to help you grow. You, you learn things. You saw this really good video. You learned something. You heard a sermon. You learned something. Somebody said something really nice. You took it down. But without like ways to actually apply them, without thinking, like, why did that, why did that resonate with me? Why did I really like that sentence? Like, what, 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 what does that mean now going forward? Without those moments of actually asking yourself questions, you're just leaving. You're just going through the motions and not really letting yourself grow and take in life. And I think it's so important to do that. And this book I'm reading by Bob Goff. I know I mentioned it the very first week, the very first episode for this year. So that was week one of 52. And I'm just going to read a portion. And it's funny, it's like really early in the book, like around the introduction. And he, he was saying, when I was out of college and living alone, I had a closet in my house where I would throw the things that didn't have a specific place to go. And like, Number one rule, well, not number one rule, but a really good tip, right? A really good rule for keep for having like a tidy space. It's like everything has a place and everything should be in its place, right? Anyway, naturally, this closet quickly became a huge, disorgan- disorganized, impenetrable pile of debris. Everything in there was evidently important enough to acquire at some point and even valuable enough to keep. Yet none of these things remain accessible to me anymore because there was no order to them. As a result, a whole, lot, a whole lot of items with individual value were collectively worthless because I couldn't get at them. Our lives are not much different. We gather experiences, emotions, knowledge, and self-awareness. We amass, amass pains, triumphs, disappointments, and wisdom. Without some shelves to put them on, though, we can't access these things or what they've taught us to help us move forward. To help move us forward. Oh, to help us move forward. <laughs> I already read the first time. These experiences and aha moments are the stuff you need to access as you figure out what your next moves are going to be in the direction of your ambitions. Put aside the self-help talk. What you need is a good set of shelving to access what you have already experienced and a willingness to reflect on what you find there. So it's like shelving, 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 shelving. Hmm. (laughs) It's all your experiences, all the things that you're learning, all the things that are happening to you or all the things that you are happening to what what are they becoming in your life what are they teaching you what are you noting what what patterns are you seeing i think that's just so important you know that is just so important to really get what's happening in your life like what season are you in 
and so on and so forth. So I just wanted, just wanted to go back to that from last week. I know I also spoke about accountability and I spoke about it in the context of like seeking counsel and seeking advice and letting people speak into your life. And that's important. But another thing is getting accountability for habits that are not actually good. You know, sometimes we we project ima- like the image of perfection or the image of we have it together and the things that we're dealing with, it might be like a real like serious thing that you should like the Holy Spirit has grace for us to get over these things. And this is like church talk, but like the Holy Spirit, we're, sin shall no longer have dominion over you. Like we, we don't need to be there. You know, you don't need to yield your body as a vessel unto unrighteousness and so on and so forth. So like we already have provisions in the spirit, but sometimes it's powerful to bring, not sometimes, it's powerful to bring things to light. So that might be like a huge, well, not huge, like for me, I think like sin is like sin. So that might be like a sin thing. It might just be a habit, like a very bad habit. It might be that, you really don't spend your money well and nobody knows like you are doing fine you're probably not in maybe you're in debt and nobody knows actually or maybe you you know whatever habits that you have one of the quickest ways i think to really deal with them is just to bring it to the light and the your desire to be free has to trump or exceed your desire not to be corrected because there are things that we do that if we actually share it with people that really care about us and people that you've given access to your life to be able to speak to you, they will not smile and say, um, okay, well, I get it, you know, well, it's going to be okay, you know. There are people, there are days that that's important, but there are days that people have to say, you have been messing up. That makes no sense whatsoever. What are you doing? And we need to be in a place where we're, um, we're, we're humble enough to take that, where we have the humility to take that. If not, you're just going to keep repeating patterns. You're just going to have these cycles and you're hurting yourself. So your desire for freedom has to trump your desire to, to preserve an image, your desire not to be scolded, your desire not to be thought of as um, incompetent. Because if you're actually making those those mistakes and those things, then there's an area of incompetence that needs to be tackled. And that's fine because we're all growing. So that's another thing I wanted to say. So bringing things to the light, not just having them speak over your life and having them advise you and having them help you feel good about yourself. There's also having them call you out on things that need to change and not just blind spots. Like, well, that's not a big deal. It's just, you know, one of my blind spots. Thanks for calling out things that you are happy that people can call out. Oh yeah, I'm working on my pride. Like you're so excited, but there are things that you're actually doing that is not is not a nice thing that to be, to be caught doing but you need that you need not just the things that you are happy to take but correction that you are not happy to take you still need to take it and no training is pleasant in the moment but it yields a life of righteousness it, it yields results going forward so that's something i wanted to add and then i started i ended last week's episode with this quote that i said i heard on this episode of the roommates on youtube the habits of highly desirable men. I'm actually not sure if that's the title, but there are men in suits. There were men in suits and we were talking. So the quote was, where you should have direction, you have distractions. And when people hear that, or when I think, when I heard the sentence, like I think my first go-to was to think of the things that are obviously distractions, right? Bad habits, okay, but then things like social media, that is, it, so, it can so easily become a distraction. And I think we kind of all agree that, you know, social media is that thing. When people say distractions, you just think quickly. You go straight to Twitter, you go straight to Instagram, you go straight to YouTube, things that we, these days, that our generation spends a lot of time on. And that's important. So where you should have direction, you have distractions. So your, your obsession with the lives of other people 
exceeds your desire to make the most of your life your interest in your own life and that is not it cannot work like that it cannot be that cannot be your pattern that cannot be your life and i think that you know getting to a place where your interest in what god actually has for you what your purpose is that has to be greater than your obsession with what are they doing what's happening that that scrolling thing mm -mm. so i think that's one thing so where you should have direction for your life or you should have clarity on for your purpose you're obsessing over people's lives so that's one thing so where you should have direction you have distractions so no more distractions direction but then there's also the place of activities that are just choking out every margin every space in your life so that the most important things are not getting done because you just have too much that on the plate and of course there are things that are very precious for example if you're like a young mother or a young father like you just started a family when i'm saying you have too many activities you cannot excuse the fact that you have a child like no that's not what i'm saying like there are things that it's not just i have an activity i now have a body in some life these are seasons so that's not what i'm saying i'm talking about things that you actually have control over things that there's no you, you really don't know why they're on your schedule you really don't know maybe it's this thing about trying to please people which I know really well mm, that you know some of us just have a proclivity for people pleasing it's not like you you're changing your entire life it's you can even ground it in the fact that where would i like the bible says we are peace with all men like it's not like i'm going around trying to be offensive so like i'm not trying to be offensive so i'm trying to be nice but there's a balance to that because you know like when just was like really dealing with the pharisees and talking about how like they're just obsessed with what people think about them and i know that apostle paul was saying later on in, i think galatians about how if i was still trying to please men then i'm not a servant of god and so there's there's the balance of being at peace with all men and then my life is not in the hands of any man my life is not based on the preferences of any man you know i live for god and of course not everybody has that testimony or that um conviction because you're not in the faith and like i always say a relationship with god is open to everybody and i don't know a better relationship i i don't know i don't know i don't know where else you can get all the juice that you need i don't know where else you can get hope of eternity i, I don't know where else like to who shall we go anyway i don't digress because that's the main thing to be honest. all these things that we're saying all these things that we're saying all these goal setting everything <laughs> when push comes to shove anyway anyway what was i saying now that i've gone into my <laughs> evangelism what was i saying so i was talking i was talking oh snap <laughs> i've lost my train of thought yes activities on your schedule that shouldn't be on your schedule right so things that you put there because you were trying to think things i put there because you were trying to please people and you just couldn't say no and you know Shonda rhymes had the year of yes i think but some of us we need to have the year of no the year of no this doesn't need to be on my schedule right it's like i, I came across this quote by john maxwell recently and it really got to me it was one of those quotes that ah it just got to me he said you cannot overestimate the unimportance of so many things and we rush, we're like oh i need to do that i need to be here i need to i need to do this i need to do that i need to build my brand over your mental health over your sanity so there are times where you actually need to look at your life and your schedule and say this is a good thing but it's not necessary this is a great thing but it's now a distraction because the main thing i should be focused upon i'm not focused on it the things that i should be putting my attention and my energies on i'm not doing that i'm just running I'm, i feel pulled in so many directions and like i say i'm all, i'm the amazing thing i'm talking to myself on this podcast because literally i am talking to myself right now <laughs> for the recording though thankfully you're listening anyway so it's like the things that on your schedule are they profitable are they adding up to the picture that you have your for your life and you have to have the discipline to say this needs to go this is stressing me 
it's not productive growth it's just wasting my time draining my energies making me unavailable for the most important things it needs to go because i need direction i need clarity on my path i need to know where i'm going and i saw this definition of discipline which is which i just really liked it's just discipline is choosing what you want most over what you want now and I think we'll probably get to that in next week's episode or some other episode, but I just thought that was a really good definition. And it's very helpful. Like in a moment when you're trying to, you're about to fall into indiscipline, remembering what you want most. It's like, no, this is a moment. What I want most is, for example, not to be under pressure, right? Not to have a deadline fast approaching and have nothing done. That's not what I want. What I want most is to have my, like things, a rhythm. What I want most is to have a flow and i'm saying that in like a particular context so for example you have work and things like that so always remembering what you want most over what you want now i'm going back to your schedule like what so what i want now is not for this person to be upset with me or what i want now is not to have to be like have that uncomfortable conversation of why this can't work for me or why we need to renegotiate these terms or whatever that's what that's that's like i don't want that stress now but what i want most is a schedule that's actually moving me towards my goals and so i have to pick what i want most over what i want now and in line with that is so it's the idea of like just simplifying things and really focusing on what's important and there's so many rules you know you have the 80 20 rule you have the 70 30 rule you have the 90 percent rule so 80 20 rule is that you know 20 percent of all the actions gives you 80 percent of the results and so you look at your life and you have all these activities but what would you, what which of these activities would make you sit down at the end of the year and say I did a lot. I accomplished a lot. Or which will make you feel like, you know, this year yielded stuff for me. Or which will have the greatest impact in making you feel better about your life or making you feel like you are on track, you're on purpose, you're actually growing. Or which will improve your relationship with the most important people in your life. So what is giving you your 80% result? Because it's not all your activities, to be honest. It's a certain few of them, certain number of them that would give you your 80%. So that's one rule. I know the 90% rule. I actually learned this in in the context of minimalism and like shopping and things like that. And it was just this idea of if it's not a 90% and above, get rid of it. Like don't even buy it. It's like when you try on a dress, you know that moment where you go, ah, the color is nice. The cut is unique, but it doesn't really fit you. So if you actually ask yourself an objective question in that moment, that what is what is the score of this dress? So maybe the, the color will get it 20%. The the uniqueness will get it another 30%. It's a 50. Don't spend your money on average materials. Don't spend your money on a 50. So it's like the 90% rule is, is this a 90 or below? If it's below, it's out. If it's above, I keep it. So thinking in terms of your activities, is this a 90 in that... 90% of importance. So spending time with family, that is so important to me. So this is like 100%. It has to be on the schedule. It's, it's important. That's it. it. Or this activity, is it a 90? Does it bring me 90% joy? Does it bring me 90% to 100% joy? Does it bring me 90% to 100% purpose? And you just start hearing your mind say, no, no, no. What is it doing in your schedule though? And I think the other one is 70, 30. And this is like, you should have 30% margins in your life. And of course, the number can vary. All these things, like, they're just, I'm just sharing ideas with you. You decide what you're going to do. Like, going back to the journaling thing, you take everything I'm saying, whatever stands out to you, and run whatever is useful for you, right? So the 70, 30% is like 70% work and then 30% margins in your life. And I remember when I saw the video, one video that was explaining this, it was so beautiful. The, um, the person had like a sheet of paper and then he just started writing. So instead of like just speaking, he was writing what he was saying. And you know when you go on Microsoft Word and you do 
single spacing like the, when there's barely any space in between and it was showing that if you live your life that way where there's no space in between you can't even edit things you can't adjust things because there's just not there's just no space in your life and so living in a way that you have space and so this all of that is just to go back to the point of where you should have direction you have distractions and you want to channel your energies towards something and this is something i'm always thinking about because like i've said so many times on this podcast like since the start i i'm always the person that is doing the most i'm always the person that feels like you know i have all these passion projects i'm interested in all these things and i just want to do everything and i got to a place where i realized that my enemy <laughs> i just I, like my mother my mother like never say negative thing honestly this is something that i still do i i don't even change i never decree negative thing on my life because there's power in the tongue so you typically like in my house you say your enemy is silly even though we don't really use such words but anyway see i'm teaching you things that not teaching but like sharing things that you if you don't know you don't know anyway what was i saying <laughs> i need to get it together okay so i was saying that being my enemy was all at this point where i was always like at the edge of a burnout it was like anything and i can't just shut down now and thanks to the holy spirit i never like fell off and some people it depends on what you define your burnout as actually like what are your own signs of a burnout because i did find like there were times where i would just like not be processing things i'll just be watching movies i'll just be binging just i i i can like, just have the space and i'll just be going through the motions so like just binging movies and then going through the motions whatever whatever i couldn't get out of just be going through the motions and i'm still working on that like finding that rhythm so that i'm never i've i stopped feeling like I'm always at the edge of a burnout and i know that I'm, that might relate with you too and that's not a good place to be and that's a sign that there's something that needs to be adjusted if you always feel like you are at the edge or the verge of a burnout and you're not excited about things that you're doing and you're just going through the motions so like i said before the goal is for these episodes not to be too long so i'm going to cut it here guys i hope that this has been helpful so we'll pick it up next week till next week keep going after your dreams love the life you have build the life you want Thank you for listening. I have to say that even though I I mixed up the ending. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Bye, guys.